Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're going to spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! On episode 17 of Real 90, we'll be discussing the comedy, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. <laughs> but first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Nick Prince. I'm Ricky Glore. I'm Eric Hunter. I'm Mike Flincham. <gasps> Mike Flincham, everybody. Hey! Who is that? How's it going, guys? Welcome! Welcome! It's been too long. Big Mike fan. Mike Flincham is Thank huge you for fan. being uh, subjugated to um, this movie pick this week. Well, you know you, me. Uh, you heard what the pick was, and you just came right on board. I love it. I love being subjugated. <laughs> Frequently. <laughs> Nightly. Gross. Daily. Hey, baby, Weekly. you want to subjugate? <laughs> Maybe we could conjugate the subjugate. Yes. We could integrate the segregate. No, I, that, I love it. Was that one of the uh, schoolhouse rocks? Yes. <laughs> it was the dirty porn version. <laughs> schoolhouse cocks. God. Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, sorry. So let's anyways, talk about that was the comedy quickly. horror thriller of Freddy's Dead. <laughs> Five seconds to derail. Five seconds. Five. <laughs> a new record. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, five, sec- five seconds to derail is the 90s movie we're picking for next week. There you go. A starring, it's a terrible uh, action. Danny DeVito, uh, <laughs> Jim Brewer, and oh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> all right all right all right why don't you tell us about freddy's dead the final nightmare or is oh, it oh i i would be delighted to freddy's dead the final nightmare was released 1991 directed by rachel talley um written by mike deluca rachel talley did the story Wes craven um created the characters the central ones and stars robert england lisa zane sister to billy zane and Sean Greenblatt as John Doe, and some of the other memorable, um, notable actors in the movie. Yapit Kado from uh, Leslie Dean, coming off very much like Jodie Foster, plays Tracy. And Brecken Meyer, fresh faced, long haired, ponytailed Spencer, the stoner. The Brecken Meyer of Robot Chicken and tons of television road trip fame. And we would spend the rest of this podcast uh, naming off the cameos that pop up in this movie. So we'll just talk about them as we come across them. Freddy's Dead, released 1991, as I mentioned, was supposed to be the final entry, tagline, the final nightmare. But like many horror movies that do that, one being Friday the 13th, named their fourth movie out of their 13 movie installments, the final chapter. It was not. Same for Freddy's Dead. Um... In Los Angeles this year to promote the film, they actually held a real-life funeral for Freddy Krueger, where they invited uh, cast members of the series to come and participate. And another way to make this movie even more a gimmick, if killing off Freddy isn't going to get you to the theaters, the last about 15 minutes, maybe even only 12 minutes, are done in in 3D. Poor 1991 3D. So, yeah, uh, the last little bit, 3D, it's pretty poor. Friday the 13th, the third version, 
came out in 3D, I think in 83, but that's when everything was coming back to 3D. Jaws 3D. God, the 3D not needed in this movie. They Did you mean spent... 93? No, no, Jaws 3D and um, Friday the 13th 3 3D were all around uh, similar years of like the early 80s. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was, I don't know why this one took so long for the Elm Street. I guess they needed after, um, they talk about number five, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, being a box office bomb, which is not true. Elm Street 5 actually made good amount yeah. of money. Not as much as four. Four was the best in the series up until Freddy vs. Jason. But five still did well. Yeah, as long as you make more than what you put in, then you should just be happy at the end oh, of the day. Oh, considerable. And Freddy's dead, no matter what we talk about it today. Um, splits fans. As Nick mentioned, comedy. Uh, on IMDb, it's mentioned comedy, horror, thriller. Some fans like it. Some think it's one of the worst. Ooh. And, and both are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would yeah. say it's the worst, because I still... Number two leaves a horrible taste in my mouth. Like, that one is just... Man, I am a glutton for punishment, and I am not ashamed to say that I like number two. Yeah? For how bad it is. You like the... I like number two because now of how the gay undertones slash overtones come out, oh, it makes no, it more yeah. enjoyable for me. Yeah. But I think, I, I, I said this before, the problems that Freddy's Dead has are very similar to the problems that Nightmare on Elm Street 2 have. Yeah. Where they break their own rules. Now, right. Elm Street 2, I give a little bit more leeway to. It's the second movie. They didn't really know what they had with the franchise. This is the sixth yeah. one. You've had popular entries of the series that have rules and have established. You can't just go up and start making whatever you want. I think Freddy in space would have been a better idea in a lot of ways. <laughs> Then some of the choices that they chose here, because it's just like some of the things you watch it and you're like, oh man, they'll do something really awesome, like uh, the you know some of the death scenes, like Carlos and John Doe when they die. Just those were good death scenes, and then you get something just fucking retarded that well, happens. Before we get too much into the different specifics of the movie, uh, Mike, since you're the guest, do you want to give us a rundown synopsis of the movie? Uh, the movie opens on an airplane and some guy's just sitting there and sweating like a maniac and it's stormy and uh, and he he's complaining about uh, oh, no, this little girl says that, oh, you're, you're gonna, he's gonna make you do something. I can't remember exactly what it says. Yeah, and before that we get a text sequence saying that um, all of the teenagers in Elm Street have been vanquished. That they're Oh, gone. yeah. And that the yeah. parents are going through mass psychosis. And then instead of like putting us in Elm Street, as you just mentioned, they put us on an airplane. And I'm already <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like usually we start, we the movies always start, not to spoil if anybody wants to watch any of the other entries in the series, you always begin on a dream. Right. And if you've never seen any of the other uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets, you are totally confused. Yes. And, and they did hold to that. I mean, it is a dream. You find out it's a dream because it's basically like, uh, you know, he's sitting next to this old fat lady who's like, ah, quit being a, quit being a pussy. And, uh, and uh, she, like, gets sucked out of the plane and then he falls to the floor and uh, there's this, he wakes, you know, he basically falls into his body like a lucid dream and then you think he's awakened, but no, he's 
he goes to his window and he's in a tornado and there's this horrible oh. homage to freaking Wizard of Oz and just uh, first time I saw the movie as soon as I saw that like I mean uh, I was I was really young when I saw this as I mentioned it, on it's the hard Candy to Man watch podcast. some yeah it's just you you just you know he's become jokier as the series has gone on yeah but it's like there still should be a line that they don't cross now my line of questioning if i ever get a chance to meet robert england and i hope i do because you know he's he's done such cool things but i would ask him first question straight up like why did you why did you allow these lines to be given to you like you know freddie more than anybody why would you say that shit you know well and he i different interviews um, he mentions that part uh, two, five, and six are his least favorite. So, well, of course, because I think in they're... retrospective, he he's very well aware, and he gets it from all the fans all the time too. Of their opinions, there's there's a fine line between making a joke and being a joke, and parts of it made him a joke and that was a lot that was the common theme throughout this whole entire is he was he was the joke you know you get he did a lot of wildy coyote looney tunes style pranks i mean the which he could pull off sometimes like i said the john doe death scene you get him pushing up that that uh that 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 spikes spikes. spikes. i didn't mind that i thought it was funny but when you know it's gotta be it's gotta be still fucked up yeah, like when you're yeah. gonna do it, and um, and it was, it was the yeah. payoff on the death scene was was really well done with you know the holes in him and the whole thing. But uh, well, something I realized too is um, one of my favorite entries of the series, it's, which across the board with fans is as well, is Dream Warriors Part Three, where if you watch that, the first half of the movie, Freddy doesn't speak; he cackles and laughs and does that whatever. It remains really, aloof. Yeah, the first time he starts speaking and he starts cracking wise is halfway through when he kills um, Jennifer and slams her head through the TV and says, Welcome to primetime, bitch. See, that's, yeah, to me, that's funny and it's scary. Ever. This one, yes. all the gimmicks where he killed everybody, it was too slapsticky. It was That's why it was, to me, it wasn't even close to being a horror film. Yes, there was some blood, but... I mean, he he falls on a bed of spikes, and he has like none of that's scary to me. Like in three, the, I think the best death scene in any of them is um I forget the guy the character's name, but the the marionette scene, Philip, where he slices oh, man, his arms open scene, and dude, pulls that's... the veins out. Every time, I, even when I when I was little when I oh. saw that, and now when I I still cringe. Like that is ugh. A hunter did the opening. I know the opening isn't scary. But were you drawn into the movie at all, or were you completely turned off by how goofy it all was coming off? Yeah. No, I checked out. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, when it was Twi- Twilight Zone and then Wizard of Oz, like, I stopped <laughs> paying attention. Like, it was that quick. Well, then you get to, like, like after you, you find out what he's doing and, you know, Freddy's like, oh, you gotta do my bidding and shit, and, like, throws him basically out of Elm Street off the bus, which... You know, when he gets the ticket, part of that part of that scene work, like he, you know, runs down this hill and he goes oh this bus God, stop in the, the middle of the freaking nowhere. Scene. And the dude was like, "The hill was scene's like, great. It's the sound. Hearing him make those noises was unbearable. It, the hill scene yeah. actually is kind of cool and creepy. 
No, it was cool for probably the first 15 seconds, but a whole minute of right. him just Freddy, tumbling. You know, Freddie driving the bus right there in the beginning, that's kind of stupid, you know? Yeah. I, I think that there need to be some suspense building before he was so involved, but they got pretty involved. Right, they took away the whole, like, scraping the blades on the pipes and him in silhouette. Yeah, and, too cartoony, too fast, right. and it derailed everything. You, you know, there's no, there's no suspense. Like, you're not waiting for him to do something crazy because he's already done 10 crazy things he's topped out and then to drive it even farther you get the man whole size john which we don't know what his real name is going through breaking the city line of springwood which to me i'm wondering when was it ever established that freddie couldn't leave springwood why is that why are that why is that a parameter you would think he'd be more tied to just elm street of anything because of what it was but you know i can understand him not being able to leave the city a little bit but well the way that they the main metropolitan city as we see later on which ends up becoming laughable if you notice it is only two miles away from springwood (laughs) (laughs) you literally should be able to look across the trees and see this giant city which looks like chicago or cleveland or something yeah yeah well there's the broken glass he's he's behind that glass that yeah. breaks every time somebody passes the threshold which is retarded but yeah and <laughs> also to me um this is something we'll mention later with the scripts that were proposed for this movie before this one got chosen is this guy has no we don't know who he is he doesn't know who he is and it's supposed to be a mystery that's why this one's listed as being a thriller. For me, there is no mystery. You know that that's his daughter, Maggie, when you see... I mean, at least I did. I guess I could, should ask you guys. Did you guys not know who Freddy's kid was in this movie? No. I, I had no idea. Really? Okay. You knew that the girl was his daughter? Oh, yeah. Because, one, for, <laughs> this, is oh, ten, yeah. this is ten years after, um, basically, the events of <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Okay. And he's gonna have a sixteen-year-old kid. Well, he's Which, already that was been, another. He's yeah, already did, been. I he's already been burnt for like twenty years. What was hilarious is just the fact that all they said was ten years later, and that's from how now. they started. Right, like ten years later from you know <laughs> anybody coming into it just on its own. Which I don't know why you would watch the sixth, you know, the fifth sequel of a movie on its own, but still. Well, unless you're uh, doing a podcast about '90s movies and some <laughs> asshole chooses it for you. Oh god. Yeah, but who would do that? <laughs> but so I, so when I watched this as a kid, after I had already seen five, I started to make not even fan theories, but to make the movie more enjoyable to me. If you've seen five, the lead heroine Alice has a kid named Jacob. So for me, when I saw this, I was like, oh, John Doe is Jacob, and we're going to oh. find that out, because he's the last kid. Nope. <laughs> Anything that cool. you would like to connect it to the other movies to make this one a little bit more enjoyable for yourself, not going to happen. They go so far to make up their own rules yeah, for this movie. Yeah. Yep. And their own now, history. Now, we've been dogging on this movie, but as soon as he breaks into like that light world, like once he gets out of the... Uh, springwood mm-hmm. i don't know were any of you guys like w- when the music starts playing at the beginning and the, the movie really dolls. starts were you like like oh this is a 90s movie for sure <laughs> and 
And did that make you feel good or bad? Because I thought, like, as soon as that hit, I was like, oh, I think I can watch this movie all the way through. Just because it was... It just seemed fun and nostalgic at that point. Like, okay, this is lighthearted. They're not going for anything here. Yeah, I mean, I really... This is probably one of my favorite soundtracks. I really thought they did a good job with the Very good music, in my opinion. Dated, but good. I mean, mean, I'm a 90s music fan anyway, so I... So, yes, the music, even in the opening credit sequence. Um, it worked yeah. for what they were doing. Right. It gave a whole Not new. Like, I wouldn't go pick out. It gave a whole you know, new Freddy's feeling. And a but. whole new feeling and tone for this movie. This one opens and it doesn't even feel like any of the other ones. The other ones open so mysteriously and usually with Freddy's theme, which right. I think they only use, what, like once or twice in this whole movie and it's towards the end. It's towards the end. It's only maybe, like you said, twice. Yeah. Um, for me, this movie has uh, something against it that I think a lot of it started in the '90s. Was it? It feels like a music video. It feels like a bunch of little music videos. I think that was the goal of the movie. I yeah. think at this point, it's it's you're selling Freddy's name, you're selling Nightmare on Elm Street. Doesn't matter what you're putting on, uh, lunch boxes, action figures, music videos. Which it had freaking music videos. I mean, didn't Fresh Prince do an, a Nightmare on Elm Street music video? Yeah, A Nightmare on My Street. It was actually a yeah. proposed song for number four. And it was four. terrible. It was terrible. I actually listened to it. Even more fucked up is that they made a Freddy doll with a pool string that they sold for little kids to sleep with at night. There you go. Child a child killer doll. <laughs> Don't tell your parents. So I agree. Once he's going to the city and we get to the shelter, yeah, there's some bad acting. Leslie Dean and... Lisa Zane aren't the best actresses, but I I really like these kids actually. I and think that yeah, it has I a think feeling the to me. The shelter. I think they were trying to emulate. Well, Rachel Talley worked on all the movies leading up to this, except for number five, which her husband worked on and produced. So she was very familiar what worked and what didn't work. That's <laughs> I think a big disappointment for me ultimately. But I think she was trying to emulate number three with the psych hospital. Yeah, that's what I got okay. from the characters. They're all oh, very unique in their vibe. own ways. And it reminded me of Kincaid and all of those those characters. Now, Hunter, did you like any of these characters when you were introduced? Like, interested? Or were you just like, all right, I know these are going to be sheeps to the slaughter? No, I mean, it's not like they're... I mean, they're all flat characters. Any flat character is going to die early in the movie when it comes to a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. Ex- except it, this it, one. <laughs> where where well, uh couple of them just don't die where i thought would die I, I last time i saw this movie was like over 10 years ago but i i, I don't remember um as many people surviving as they did <laughs> too many people survive yeah carry on sorry no you're fine but i mean you know like so i'm not a big friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street fan the fuck was i thinking mm-hmm. um <laughs> Or um, Friday the 13th. Like, I've seen the first... That's how big a fan he is. Yeah, exactly. Can't even get the name of the movie right. Like, I've seen the first one in the series. I've seen the remake of the first one. Uh, and I've seen yeah. this one. Like, that's it. So, coming into this movie and watching it, like, I wanted to see more Freddy. Just because, just as a moviegoer of somebody who's not familiar with the series and hasn't seen any of the other entries in the in the in the entire franchise, like... That's what I like. I saw the first one. Okay, now I want to see more Freddy. And then right. I got you, that. You know that he's the he's the draw now. Like it's not like you're watching these as they were coming out in the '80s. 
Right. Like, you're like, no, I know Freddy's the main shit. Let me see as much of him as I can. Right, exactly. And I mean, shit, man, the movie's titled Freddy's Dead. So you already know how it's going to end. (laughs) (laughs) The The final nightmare. (laughs) It's fucking Free Willy all over again. You just look at the box and it's like, oh, that's how the movie ends. Like, that's... damn it. (laughs) Which... Guess I can skip that. and, And you can kind of see it, too. Like... It's I don't know. It feels like there was two movies going on. Like there's the stupid dumb shit that we were talking about earlier, and then there's like some really like super intense like story driven shit that happens. You know what I mean? Like it takes a weird like 180 a couple of times during the movie because it's you know he's doing his hijinks with all the the I don't even want to talk about it, but all the stupid Nintendo video game bullshit. <laughs> Power glove, oh, yeah. which is how that had to eat you. Oh my god! Because man, this is this is ninety one, so that means they were filming it in ninety. And if I'm I'm pretty sure the wizard came out in eighty eight. So by this time, the Power Glove was not just dead and gone; it was fucking buried. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were trying to have their fingers on the pulse and were nowhere near right. It. Well, Even the Power Glove was never that big of a thing anyway. Like, it was a terrible product from the start. Yeah. And to play off but they're that, like, Power so. Glove? Freddy has a glove. Oh, gloves. But, I mean, it's not even that. It's like, some of the stuff, like, even some of the death scenes, like, they did the whole thing with, uh, I think it was Carlos, the one who was deaf, had the uh, hearing aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Bloating head. when they started that, oh, I was that like, was oh my god, shit. this is going to be amazing, because he's deaf, he can't hear what's going on. He's, you know, Freddy's in the background jerking off, that's hilarious. Like, this is going to be some scary shit. And then they do right. the whole... Well, and Freddy, as you know, he preys on your weaknesses, right. so it's like, oh man, this is going to be no holds bars. This kid's and, deaf, Freddy's going to play and, on and what they And what they chose to keep audible in that scene... Was worked. terrible. Oh no! No, I thought parts of that worked, where you could hear like the breathing. The heartbeat. Because yeah, heartbeat, yeah because yeah. think about it. A deaf person. Do you think a deaf person they would have to be able to feel things like that, like the vibration? And it becomes or, another sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and I thought that that's what they were going for. And to me, I was like, oh, they're reaching out, trying to figure. I out, would you have know, gone for how that. he would really feel. I would have um, gone for that, and like, but they have the the brick wall breaking. They have Freddy; you can still hear. I would have gone for that if they'd have done it when they did it at the top of the movie when he takes off his hearing aid. When he takes off his hearing aid at the top of the movie, you don't hear nothing. Like sure, nothing at all. So I'm disappointed that it wasn't consistent. I got gotcha. you. Now, well, yeah, he was in a dream world, so it's true. Sure. So why can't that, he hear? Oh, why can't his can... dream power be that he can fucking hear? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But if he knows nothing about hearing, if he's been that way his whole life, he wouldn't know how to imagine that. Did you like the beginning of the Carlos scene where they they tied it in with his mom making him deaf? Like for me, uh, that was cool. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Like, that that twisted, was good. Man. And yeah, then twisted. like when they kept going, he did the pen, dropping the pen, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's gonna be like a bomb going off. That's funny. Then he drops a bunch of pens, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, okay. And then I was like, well, what are you going to fucking do now? <laughs> yeah. Get a fucking chalkboard and scratch it? Oh, wow, he's getting a chalkboard. <laughs> like, that's what I was like, all right, I need a break from uh, this fucking thing. Like, I can't. If I'm predicting a fucking How many sittings? Movie, How many sittings, uh, Eric? How many sittings did it take, Eric? I watched it all in one, but I took uh, smoke breaks consistently every <laughs> 35 <laughs> minutes or so. Like... <laughs> I could see you out on the back porch, like, yes. movie. I'm going to smoke another cigarette. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going like, to have another I, cigarette. I don't want to go like back. Like, halfway, 
halfway through, We're gonna I need got to thinking that the I'm going out for they, another card. Titled "This Freddy's Dead" is because that's what you want to happen. You want the series to end. Like this is you want this to be the last installment because they are fucking butchering it. Oh shit! But you can do that without like as you said before. There are death. There are clearly two different movies going on. And anybody that wants to research this on YouTube, you can see deleted scenes that support this more twisted movie. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. But it, there was some time at some point there was a decision by Rachel Talalay that was like. I don't believe that Freddy can be scarier, can be scary again. So I'm gonna make this right. campy. I'm gonna murder this bastard. I'm not gonna just make Freddy a joke. Kill I'm gonna himself. exploit it. Yeah, God. So, but the the chalkboard it's scene, too it's too much. But that is probably one of my favorite. That's probably one of my favorite Robert England acting moments in this movie. Oh yeah, when he's, he's like, oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> It's he's, funny, but it isn't good to Freddy. Like his facial—I don't—I mean, his facial expressions are are just awesome. When you know, even with the shitty makeup that they did, it, it, he just agreed. I mean, it looked like the la- said, even the makeup looked lazy in this movie. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was terrible. When you get like uh, not to jump through the whole movie, but when you get towards the end, get like a really good you know head-on shot of him, and it's it's like bottom lit. He just looks gray, like he just looks old and stupid. It was, you know, not that good as far as makeup goes. But So Carlos dies. Before that, we get them coming into town. We get cameos, Roseanne Barr, Tom Arnold, movie dates itself. It's ten so years. stupid. What is the but point the weird, of the having weird thing them is in the where film. they were? You know, they were in this, like, uh, town fair where there was no kids and they make this they make this reference like right like they just throw no it every year here. even though kids, nobody you know, shows and up. everybody's whacked out and crazy which was kind of creepy but at the same time just kind of goofy and then what i liked about that whole part was after they you know they the bell rings or whatever and Tom Ardell goes like, "You see what you done, did?" And, <laughs> and they all they all run away and they get in the van. You know, I, what I don't understand is like how she, you know, they were already running away, but uh, Maggie, who ends up being Freddie's daughter, she's like, "Now you guys just get in the van and you go back to where you were." I'm trusting you. Go back you. two miles. What? Yeah, I'm trusting you with the vehicle. Do? What were they trying to do? They were trying to run away. Wouldn't they be like, yeah. "Okay," and then get go to back California in the van. still? Yeah. So I think that's what they were going to do. I think they were really trying how to she run away, back? but they couldn't get out of the city, which was hilarious to me. You know, the scene. But brings where, up know. another point, very much like Nightmare Elm Street too. How is now Freddy able to affect the non-dream world? Yeah. The yeah. outside, the real well, world. It's great for a gag, and it's funny, yeah. but you know what would be even better? Is if we found out they were just asleep in the van the whole time. If they were yeah. asleep? It's it's right. it's little shit like that, and it's it comes up a little... Well, so the Tom Arnold-Roseanne scene, I thought were good lines, and I'd be interested to see if they filmed it two different ways. Where they were like, play this real, okay, now play this crazy. <laughs> Which were exactly the same, because they're well, really crazy. I don't know. Yeah. But so, like, when they approach the house, um, this is before Carlos's death, and they're like, all right, this looks like my kind of neighborhood, empty. Why does the house not look like the house already? Who are they doing that for? The Why audience? are they disguising it? Yeah, yeah I, I would say, yeah. 
I mean, it was definitely a. I'm guessing it's to entice them in, so Freddy cool can effect. get them. I liked, I liked what they did visually, but it makes no uh, sense. But it doesn't make any sense plot wise. Yeah. And and before they do that though, they take turns driving. They drive till night, and then Carlos is the first one in on the whole Freddy. Uh, he's the first one to get messed with, even before he dies, because. Yes. One of the funniest things, I mean, I really laughed when the, she's like, what's in the map? And he gets the map out, <laughs> yeah, and the map just keeps going and going and going, and he's like, what's <laughs> going on? And he's just getting swallowed by the map and just gets really freaked out. And then on the map, it the says, map says yeah, we're fucked. you're fucked. <laughs> and then he wakes up, and he hasn't even looked, he hasn't even looked at the map. And, and that's like, great. And yeah, that's, well, the map says scare, we're fucked. Like, it's not scary. <laughs> and, but that's like still a good funny joke. That's like welcome to primetime bitch where it's like you can feel the anxiety yeah. of this character of like what they just went through without it having to be Freddy coming yeah. in on a fucking broomstick. Right. It's that's what yes. you want with a nightmare on Elm Street. And I think we can all relate to the map folding because we've all tried to yeah. fold a road map and it, and it, it just gets ridiculous. So and it was, I think it just it related was, to everything. You know, it, that was what Nightmare on Elm Street that you it can relate things to. like that those little crazy so things we get uh just... <laughs> sorry i'm not trying to sound yeah, exasperated yeah. as we get th- go through this movie but the next thing we get is another thing that just pleases or they think is gonna please the fans is a cameo by johnny depp who appears in the first movie this is after carlos is dead yeah yeah this because is spencer he starting to trap doobies all the time well, and apparently it works like acid. Right. <laughs> that, like, he just doesn't just trip balls. Like, he is out yeah. of it. He's. Yeah. Like, he's yes. on LSD. He's not smoking <laughs> weed. This is like an LSD trip. Man. And we get the, uh, the your brain on drugs. And, it, like I said, there's so many pop culture references to just to, like, 1990, 91, that this is supposed to be 10 years from now, no matter when you're setting it. They make a Twin Peaks reference. They make a this is your brains on drugs joke. They are dating themselves before the movie even fucking comes out. The power glove. A line that was cut from the movie is after Spencer gets killed, he says something like, game over, game boy. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Never say that again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> game over, game <laughs> boy. Ah, I quit. They, well, they, they draw out Spencer's death way too long. It wasn't just yes. him getting sucked in with the psychedelic stuff and the Anna got it you know, in the Garden of Eden, which was hilarious to hear. And uh, uh, he gets sucked in the TV. Then they don't know where he is, and then he's like in the game, and then busts himself out of the game. This whole like father son angst thing going on, and then he's jumping around the house like an idiot, uh, like a cartoon character basically oh, and there's even so like and like a bum, 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 you know like stupid noises that you would hear in a cartoon and not a video game and freddie actually says great graphics when it's Ugh. not good graphics hunter did, did this scene just kill your soul it was pretty upsetting like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what would have made it better is if is if while he was doing these physical things, you actually saw physical damage to him. Like jumping through the ceiling will bust your yes. head open. Punching yes. through a wall will bust your hand open. He should have been brutalized if they were gonna go that direction, which they should have not touched it at all. 
but well and if you're gonna do that you you're gonna get like more like you said creepy and it's not necessarily elm street it's more like kind of like stanley kubrick but it, it i never even thought of that i would have loved to have seen that that would have been yeah, awesome it would have made the scene workable it would have made it I, well i don't want to say pleasant get, but made yeah it get rid of get rid of that sound that sound those sound effects yeah definitely don't make that make him like make him aware that he's doing this and aware but of he his can't pain. control himself yeah. and and yeah like when he's crushing oh, his God, rib cage and he's not terrible. spitting up blood at yeah. all like because you could still you still felt like oh uh, uh, but you weren't seeing it like you should i mean for, for god's yeah. sakes on nightmare on elm street one yeah. blood yes. came yes. pouring out of a bed like you can't like show anime, a little like bit of blood in this Japanese at all. Japanese film. Like I so so they have no excuse to be like, well, we we can't show that much blood. I'm be like, well, the whole franchise right. is well, done it would be great as you're saying blood. as it's like Spencer's like under general anesthesia where like he's awake but he can't do anything about it. So we see like tears coming from his eyes. Like we see the anguish of going through all this. It's just he can't control his own right. body because Freddy's doing it. That's frightening, even with the juxtaposition of the video game. But what we see here, it's like, you're like, okay, I guess I don't have to pay attention for a little bit, because this movie's jerking off. Yeah. And then... Well, it was just comedy all the way. They were just trying to make laughs his, his instead whole, of You know, his, his end all of Spencer, when he falls down the steps into that hole, like you said, it's in the real world. They're not dreaming. She really sees that big hole in the ground going to hell. Exactly. You know? And then the TV fills with blood. Like, we lost the TV... We lost the TV 10 minutes ago, you know, he's not really in the TV, he's in the real world now. If he was still in the TV and he died in the TV, I can understand the TV film, but... And that's that's where your scene comes in, Prince, where you're saying about the bed shooting up blood. They were trying to do that with the TV, but as right. Mike just mentioned, we were already disconnected from the TV. I was waiting for Kool-Aid, it's like they were man. just like, like, oh yeah! Yeah, like somebody forgot to shoot a blood scene, yeah. so they're like, let's just fill the TV up with blood. Terrible. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. It already happened. Terrible. No, 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 just do the TV with blood. So you know what I would rather see? I would rather see him get sucked into the TV and then the TV spit out blood, like immediately, if that's what's going to happen. Like, not this whole bullshit with the video game. Yeah, they could have cut 10 minutes. I mean, yeah, I would have liked that. It would have been more mysterious before this we had them go to the orphanage and it's supposed to be creepy with the crazy lady and imaginary children but it's not really and they see the drawing k krueger freddie had a kid oh my god freddie had a kid john doe's like i'm the kid and the drawing in the picture of the kid clearly is, is a, a little, little girl boy. no it's a little boy i thought i saw have... a little girl in that i guess <laughs> it wasn't that clear <laughs> no the little I the little swore. girl that was awesome. has pigtails and a dress. That the picture awesome. of the drawing in crayons is like a blue shirt and short brown hair. See, I already, so clearly, I already knew going in watching this time who who the kid was. So I guess I just saw what I wanted to see. But when they did that, I thought like, oh well, what the hell? How does yeah. he think it's? We'll him? go back because if at that point, if it would have been the pigtail thing, you'd have been like, uh, they're already tipping their hat by showing yeah. the girl earlier with the pigtails like you know that's his kid and after john doe dies you're supposed to think oh well i know it's a daughter because john doe's last words were it's not a boy it's a girl so is it tracy who clearly had a fucked up upbringing who has daddy or issues. is it maggie even though if you work out the math if you take even a minute to work out the math you yeah. know right tracy or john doe maggie actually does not is not the age of Freddy's actual child. Well, not only that, but before they even go into Springwood, she's already talking to Doc, who personally 
I liked Doc better than yeah, anybody definitely. in this movie. I don't know why. I just thought he was cool. He's a yeah. He's I a think good he was he a was so character. cool. Like I mean, everything. Every time he talked, you wanted mm-hmm. to pay attention to it. Even when he was saying stupid shit, you wanted to pay attention <laughs> to what he was saying. And he, and she was having these reoccurring nightmares where she was seeing a water tower and she was seeing a guy in a red and a. It looked you could tell it was freaking Robert England from the beginning that that's she she was running to as a kid, but. But yeah, when she was having those things in the beginning, and then you get in there, and he finally, you know, he dies from the parachute, gets sucked out because he he's unconscious. Which, well, we forgot to talk about why he's unconscious is because um, what's her name, Tracy? <laughs> Tracy just lays him out with a pipe, and it is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I liked I, some of the things I liked about Tracy, but some of the other things were like just. Just bad. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't stand her just acting. Just bad. Like, it was like bad. Jody there were Foster. little tiny little windows where you're like, oh yeah, she could be a good character, and then just like goes all Brooklyn Dyke on you, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my and there god. Goes half what of our I was listening. <laughs> I didn't realize half your listeners were Brooklyn Dykes, but I apologize. <laughs> no, say it again. <laughs> just keep on saying it. <laughs> they love <laughs> '90s movies. It was, a, it was a big decade for them. Not anymore, though. God, you could edit out if you want. No, that's staying in. I'll just keep every five minutes. I'm gonna say it. But no, you're so right, and it's like too many of these characters live to pull off this dumbass charade of who's Freddy's kid. And it's like, well, we know no. the Doc isn't, even no though mystery. he's the age appropriate. I love how he has the poster of those dream worms. Like, oh, God. yeah, every night when I go to sleep, I, I look at this poster, <laughs> and I just. They they can't mess with me. <laughs> but well, my my a poster my that he got like, out of a magazine Doc is the one given Spencer as weed. So so when you were saying, oh yeah, you're supposed to think it's uh it's Tracy after that point, you immediately yeah. know it's not because Freddie gets sucked into Maggie. So you would think that oh okay, so he's going home, you know, which is stupid. And why does he have to travel through somebody? Yeah. Which yeah. is bullshit because John Doe has a Freddy nightmare while he's at the shelter. Now riddle earlier. me riddle me this Batman in all, in any of the prior movies when somebody dies does everybody forget they existed? No. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think so. <laughs> so why Yo, now? You just showed you just showed them, Mike. So why now? <laughs> Slap your chest and be like, "Yeah, I didn't think so." <laughs> yeah. Because they already broke so many you other have to rules, look why at this not? Movie like good cop, bad cop. Like you come in, like ah, yeah, I'm your friend. I know you did it, and I know you're doing it, <laughs> and I know you did it wrong. And Cut I knew the there bullshit. Were, you, you have to guilt this movie into knowing why it did what it did. Yeah, you damn. have to rub. It's a bad dog that you got to rub their face in this shit. Ugh, ugh. So you, you like you get back to the the kids' home, which is clearly an abandoned factory, and. uh... And nobody knows who Freddy is, uh, except for uh, Doc, the badass, uh, Maggie, and Tracy. And they're trying to tell everyone, but, but you know, nobody thinks that it's mental illness. It's just fatigue. You know, I hope when I spout off crazy people that aren't there, people don't think I'm just a little tired. <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> no, you're just taking too many cases. Oh. Have, oh, here's man. another case. Yeah. There's clearly not the a draft here. Maybe you should get more sleep. Yeah. Um. That's all you need. That's the Tom Cruise way of psychology. God dang. I can't remember exactly a lot of the middle of the movie. I split it up in the two days because it was at work. Oh, but this is it, man. This movie's only 89 minutes, and we are at the home stretch. We are getting to the 3D of, um, luckily, we've gotten back to more scenes of Yabikado. No, you have you have the Tracy scene. She falls asleep. She falls asleep right, and right. has the daddy scene. But before, which... before that happens, Tracy says to Doc, she's like, no one remembers who John Doe or Carlos is. Doesn't mention Spencer anymore. But <laughs> yeah. she's like, people are telling, other kids are telling me they're having dreams of them. And they don't even know who they are. And it's like, they, why they... is this a plot point now? Well, the thing who is, cares? it could have been better if, if, if there was a scene where they actually had a whole night there. Because it, it didn't allude to the fact that there was time passing. So I thought they just got back. And they were talking about it already. And how could she have heard that other kids were having dreams about Carlos? Yes. You know? and, and she's wearing the same clothes, so you're not wrong. So they go to the, the dream guy, who uh, I guess he's just a counselor who just loves dreams. And I think psychologist. he's just a homeless dude that yeah. smokes weed and lives there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to put on my dream machine? <laughs> no! Dude that sleeps with an EKG machine on him incorrectly. Uh, right on his brain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this crazy alarm why does he live why does doc live i i don't know it's a another missed opportunity i guess but that's i mean you we were talking he, about he's got to be the one he's got to be one to throw the pipe bomb at her he is <laughs> oh the, my god he's the pipe introducing bomb that pipe bomb <laughs> yeah. yeah introducing that pipe bomb at the beginning of the movie yeah. that throw a dump is We'll yeah. get to the ending. This is so obviously before zero tolerance nine eleven. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, when a kid makes a pipe, pipe bomb, we'll still keep him here. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, call kid makes a pipe bomb in the in the nineties. Uh, he jokes his way out of the room. Kid makes a pipe bomb now. Twenty years to life. Yeah, that's for sure. Water waterboarding. <laughs> right. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of pipe bombs <laughs> at all in my life, except for like in video games. Yeah, would you have any idea how to make one? No, not not only that, <laughs> but making something, making a pipe bomb out of household materials for two back in 1991, and three, it doesn't even look like a pipe bomb. Like it just looks like a piece, like a metal bar, yeah, with a wick coming out. It looks out. like what a kid like, makes was, when he goes. I was actually look, surprised TNT, it wasn't like, like burning. I just made a stick of dynamite. Looks like a and birthday like, cake nice, candle, Johnny. a glorified yeah. birthday cake candle. More Looney Tunes. So we're in Tracy's dream, which this is one of my favorite scenes um, because there is some kind of fucked up intensity in it with the incest of her of her father. And so this is when we finally know, if you didn't know, that Tracy's definitely not his daughter. Yes. We have that scene, and then we get what I think, to me personally, is the best scene in the movie. But that's only because we do get finally a reference that Freddy has existed longer than just this movie is his scene with Yapikado. Yapikado is a good actor, and Freddy goes through the ways that people have tried to kill him in the past by cutting off his fingers. Yeah, that worked. That did work. Especially when he's like, his last finger was the middle one. He's like, in my personal favorite. And he's yeah, flipping and this, him the bird. This is my and, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
but which is perfect Freddy humor. Well, I liked again. I liked how they. I mean, not that I liked Tracy as a character wholly, but I liked how they saved how she saved herself with her quick wits by causing herself physical pain to wake herself up. Uh, Which is a nod to the first movie. Burning herself, you know. And and then she, you know, she she has the proof now to seal the deal, saying, like, this is real, Doc. You know, you see it. And I know you knew, but now you know because of me. Yeah. And so he goes in, and, you know, he's... He well. He was looking for. He was looking for. Um, for Tracy. For Tracy, in the yeah. locker. Which why would he think she's in the locker? Because Freddie was throwing his voice. He's a great ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to. He's going to do a variety hour next week, and <laughs> he's working on his. That his would act. be sweet. But so then Doc grabs a piece of Freddie's sweater, which I mean, you you just hit on. Uh, there's two layovers from the first movie which apparently is all rachel talley remembers is number three the the psych ward so she emulated that with the shelter home in part one nancy burns herself on the pipe waking herself up tracy burns herself on the stove waking herself up nancy pulls his hat out of the dream and knows she can bring him out of the dream doc pulls his sweater out of the dream at least we're touching on some of the things yeah, some of what what has happened before, but it's like we're happy you're doing this because you're just doing the same shit we've already seen. But it's because all the new stuff they're doing was terrible. Well, I think I think that you know they killed him this way in the first movie, kind of. Well, they didn't really kill him in this way, but in the first movie, you know, they they. I'm done defending this. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Never mind. You were trying to stand up for it. <laughs> Never mind. I retract my statement. Well. So Doc pulls out the piece of cloth, then he realizes that we, he can bring Freddy out of the dream, that if you hold on to him. So they send in Maggie on his dream machine, which she just immediately is like, sure, okay, hook me up. I've never seen this before, ever. And, and, and then she walks through that gateway when she's in the dream, which was uh, corny a little bit. but uh, Dumb. And yeah. then she walks through, and this, oh yeah, the 3D, this is where the 3D glasses come in. He gives her these special glasses where here they mean nothing, yeah. but in a dream they could be anything. You can see it's through like, his disguise. You know, could have gave me anything. You know, why don't you give me a knife? You know. That... <laughs> <laughs> Here's a floppy dildo. Yeah. Really? Do I got to carry this in? Yes, you have to use this a pink dildo against Freddy. Here's some magic beans. <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna Just do take with them. These? So she goes in the dream, the glasses disappear, walks to the thing, and then you get the 3D effect, which I know why they did it, because I watched the behind-the-scenes thing where they had to clue in people when to put the 3D glasses on. So that's how they worked it in. Yeah. Here's a way how to do it. Don't do it. It was a bad gimmick that doesn't pay off. Yeah. But this is the because 90s, Because you know man. this shit. It this doesn't is... matter. You know this. They had already known by that point that their bread and butter was VHS rentals. So you know, months after this thing's in theaters, this is going to be on VHS, and Laserdisc at the time was the only way you could get it in 3D. Well, think about the and time. It was expensive. Like, like so was... now you got to watch scenes, but you got to watch scenes where people are throwing their hand to the camera looking like tards. Well, think about how many people were who had never seen oh, yeah. it, you know, that were in the position of power w- with New Line, or whoever was buying New Line at the time, who was probably like, well, we need to boost... We need to boost theater sales. We need to do this. This has to, if this is going to happen, they have to do this. And this is this is all speculation. I don't know if it's true or not. 
but I think that they were kind of pushed to do this because this is the next step in cinema. This is the next step in in uh, movie going. Is the three D? God, I hope I we, hope they were forced into this. We gotta do it because of this. We got this equipment. We have to use it, and <laughs> we bought the machine. <laughs> if we don't use it, and we that have to happens, acknowledge that it was happens a failure. all the time with things. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's where that happened mostly. Um, you know, also to be that, I, I, I hate to say that to be that groundbreaker because it was done a, a hundred times before that, but the fact that they're incorporating horror with 3D and shit like that, I mean, I can see why they did it in a lot of ways, but the, you know, the, the way they pulled it, it off was... It was done before, and it was done better before, and it still took about 20, no one did it after this. Sure. No one did it for another, like... Almost 20 yeah, years. Yeah, and here it is, 2014, and you go to see a movie, and guess which theater sells out first? The plain fucking theater. Like, you see a movie, and, it, and it'll have one in IMAX, two in 3D, one in regular. The regular one sells out first every time, I swear. Yeah, I don't want to spend extra to go see a 3D movie. No, I don't either. So I don't. I, I saw uh, Desolation of Smog in 3D. Not to derail this movie, but I saw Desolation of Smog in 3D. I liked it. First movie I saw in 3D like that. It was cool. I would have been fine without it. Only reason I saw it in 3D is because the other one was sold out, and I didn't <laughs> want to go home. You. you know, they yeah. forced me to pay three extra dollars and wear stupid glasses. They took off your pants over and my made glasses. You pay three extra dollars. Yeah, I was wearing two sets of glasses. <laughs> we're into 3D, and we're getting. I mean, not to give the movie too much credit. After we go through the maze of Freddy's head, which is lame. We get to um, his memories, which oh are a God. little bit more palpable. Yes, that is a good part. I, I enjoyed seeing Freddy's history. I enjoyed, I mean, the childhood scene. Where does a kid get a ball peen hammer in elementary school, like in the classroom? <laughs> I thought that was kind of goofy. And then the kids, their only reaction is like, oh, he's just the son of a hunter maniacs. That's all. And yeah. how do they know that? They're not mortified. How do they know that his mom has been <laughs> yeah. raped? Yeah, they're not mortified that, like, Fluffy has been massacred on the table. They're they're just like, ah, son of a hundred maniacs. Let's tease him. Let's tease the psycho. <laughs> let's tease the psycho kid with a hammer. There we go. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't turn it back on us. God. And then when he's a teenager, cutting himself. And then you get uh, Alice Cooper, which I thought was cool because I've seen Alice Cooper cameo in a lot of cool horror movies. I like I like Alice Cooper as a actor more than I guess a music person, just because of not because he's a, a good actor far from it but just to you know him working his way in i just you know i like what he does but um and and just his whole life and not not alice cooper at this point but freddie's life going through and he's just so twisted and we get to see the great scene of the guy after cutting himself throwing the scalpel towards the camera i'm like not effective when it's not in 3D. Yeah. Probably not much more effective when it was in 3D. Yeah, really. And then you finally find out he kills his mother. He kills her mother, Maggie's mother, by beating her against a, a swing, an outside swing or something. I don't remember what it was. But... No, there's a weird sound effect, and she was just getting choked, I think. Was just getting strangled. He was... He was beating her head. Yeah, against he was something. just strangling her. No, I, I think visually he wasn't, but they added. There's, yeah, I think a, he was that's just a shaking. Note I have for this movie is there are a lot of unnecessary sound effects. <laughs> um, it happens twice throughout the movie. One is 
when John Doe is having the nightmare at the shelter and he's walking through the house hallway, um, there's a weird dog howling noise. Oh, and I was like, where did that come from? And then later on, they do it again. It's the same noise. The whole time they were in the Freddy house, uh, yes. you know, in the beginning, there it was like they put the Halloween CD remix on freaking display. <laughs> There's like chains and ghosts and werewolves and shit, like Ooh, stupid Freddy. stuff. You know, like when you're going trick-or-treating and someone's just like, oh, I bought Halloween remix 15. Let's put it on. Kids will be scared. I got it from Walgreens. Yeah. It's got to be creepy. Two dollars. Hunter, uh, you're seeing the the flashbacks now. Does this make you like the movie anymore? Do you wish this whole movie was just a prequel? Oh no, I mean it's the the flash yeah the flashback stuff's interesting. Um, I, I've always enjoyed a good origin story, but I mean not only that, it's you know having something like that shrouded in mystery is usually the better idea. And not to say that Robert England's not a bad actor; he's a good actor. I mean his credits. Uh, for his entire career is basically mm-hmm. just Freddy Krueger, which is, you know, neither here nor there. But, you know, I think, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm intrigued, but I got a feeling that if I go back and watch him, like, it's not going to line up. And it doesn't. You know what I mean? Because we get introduced feels rushed. to one, um, three dream demons making him eternal, where it's just like, why can't this just be a thing that's not explained? Why do we have to explain this? Yeah, that was my just making it to where it's like a job. He died, and now this is his job. This is a way for him to get money in the <laughs> dream, dream world or whatever. Is he punches in his clock kills, and he goes and he kills <laughs> well, kids Freddy, in uh, Springwood? How many souls did you bring to me today in your bag? Your quota's down, well, sir. Not only were your they were they lame Freddy, conceptually. We're gonna have to let you go. Not not only were these dreamworms lame conceptually, but I think they got like a kindergarten class to actually make them. So they were just no, like, dude, you know, that was part of their. Oh shit! We got five minutes. We got five minutes and a pound 3D. of clay. Let's make some dreamworms. <laughs> yeah. Shit! I got five minutes and a thing of lotion. I'll make some clay. Yeah, dreamworms. That's gross. Um, so then with that, as you just mentioned, Hunter, things not lining up. Here is the biggest one. One of the biggest thorns in my side is we find out that now it, the reason why Freddy killed all the kids of the parents that burned him wasn't because they burned him. That wasn't bad enough. He killed their kids because they took his kid away from him. Because he was such a good father. Right. Well, <laughs> and so now we have retroactively... Now, anytime a fan would have to go back and watch a movie go, all right, so the whole MO of him killing him just in revenge isn't true. It's because they, it's because that shitty sixth movie has now told me <laughs> his reasoning was because they took his kid away. Oh, God. Like, they're trying to make you like this movie more by giving it more weight. Nope. It's like, nope. no. Not going to happen. Nope. I mean, I don't have an issue with him having a child. They just should have made that at the very beginning. Right, right. I mean, this is classic universal horror movies where they have to do Son of Frankenstein or, you know, they got to do where the main guy gets just Frankenstein, but where they have to do lineage or they have to connect it in some way. And, man, Freddy, it just doesn't work. And then more disappointingly, with no more kills for the rest of the movie except for Freddy's, we get the most disappointing kill in the whole series. And I'll, I'll remind you, this is a series that had Freddy die because he saw his own reflection. And this is still the worst kill. 
Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. Well, at the, least the, the own the reflection tearing, made sense. Well, and the tearing of the souls at instead least instead of was a pipe bomb to cool. the chest. But this again, we're in reality, and Freddy's crawling yeah. on the ceiling, and Freddy uh, changes. <laughs> He metamorphosizes yep. from human to burnt again in real life. To Freddy, yeah. <laughs> and Maggie becomes Jackie well, Chan with throwing knives and Chinese stars. Yeah. No, she does. Because everybody does. can, like, I mean, if you can throw a knife and stick it in a board somewhere, that's 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 an achievement. But if you can have dead accuracy yeah. with it, I guess every counselor well, has. They just that was in their training. Not to be a dick, but you're be able really to throw Chinese stars and throwing knives. <laughs> now. Now here's the thing. Uh, I yeah. can appreciate. I can appreciate them trying them using Maggie to kill Freddy with his glove. It would have been the that only been Freddy cool kill in this whole movie done by the glove. And and the thing is, is that they had to use the pipe bomb. I, mm-hmm. I they did it for the 3D. They had to have. Only, the only reason they did it was for the 3D. There's no other reason why they would have killed Freddy with a pipe yeah. bomb. It's fucking retarded. I think that a better way to end this movie, a better way to end this movie, okay, um, I think that I think that when she puts on the glove, when Maggie puts on the glove, I think that she should feel the mm-hmm. evil of it somehow, and she should realize that he is now attached to her, and the only thing holding him back from continuing his killing spree is her still Mr. living. Killerson. And she thinks that, oh, I have to kill myself in order for because him to die head. with me. So then somehow, somehow does that, pulls that off awesomely. <laughs> I don't know, you make it up. But when when she does that, playing into five, um, I think that Freddy's mother comes from, like, uh, the beyond, you know, and separates her from Freddy, casting him into hell and saving her life. Either she dies a hero or comes back. <laughs> I think that would have been better than this. Even though it's cheesy, uh, fucking it's like played Harry out. Potter and his yeah. parents coming no, in. And I understand that it's played him. out, it's been done, and it's stupid. Yes. It's better than a pipe bomb. So, <laughs> Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I think what happened is that they were so spoiled with the rest of the franchise and leaving him in cliffhangers. That when they actually had to end Freddy, they just had no idea uh, how to do it. But there's so many. They got. They should have asked a fan. They should have just, just had got a to fan. do cliffhangers like, through okay, the rest. Okay, of the series. we're we're gonna do a, a sweepstakes. Like, you write in how to kill Freddy, and you would have got a million better ways to kill Freddy. You got a lot of stupid ways to kill Freddy. So that's but a good got segue a into a million too. different ways they should have done this movie. Uh, Nick, do you want to talk about some of the things that you have uh, looked up and read about? the different approaches that they were going to make before even writing the script to this movie. Well, as all of you probably know, um, Peter Jackson wrote, I don't know if it was the first script. I think it was. I think it was the first script for this movie. And in his, which I really liked, is that Freddy is old and decrepit, and he gets the shit beat out of him because all the kids in Springwood or on Elm Street take sleeping pills, go into the dream, know that he's already weak, and just beat the shit out of him. And then come up, and then I think this was still the same script, but one of the kids' dads like goes into a coma. He's in the dream world with Freddy, and Freddy's you know uh, attacking him and whatnot and making that him suffer. Sweet. So the kid has to go under to save his dad I mean, from it's a, Freddy. It's a better movie. It's definitely not what they wanted and to I thought, do. I think it's another 
well, well it's, it's another Peter Jackson. Of, so of, I mean, would have been another installment of the series. I would have rather seen that than this. Yeah, I love Peter Jackson's early. I work. think Rachel. I think just with her working on all the other films, she just had a lot more pool, and she was pretty much, I'm not going to direct this film unless you do my story. Which because there well, was the even other a better. They have ended up I don't becoming know the other a comic story, series by Andy. I think it's Mangelis or Mangles um, that they ran at the same time this movie came out where it continued the story of Alice and Jacob. They had moved away from Elm Street. It's about 16 years later. They come back because Alice's father has passed away, and they have to sell the house. Well, since then, Freddy has, because he is weak, kind of like the Peter Jackson story, has enlisted different teens to help bring kills to him because he's too weak to go get him himself. So he starts getting stronger. Well, on the opposite side of this... Like from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Kristen's character dreamed Nancy into a beautiful dream. So Nancy's character is the dream equivalent of Freddy, but for good. So, and also with this, the kids of the Dream Warriors are now called the Dream Police. So like Kincaid, uh, Taryn, um, Will, the handicapped kid, the Harry Potter wizard master guy, they all work for Nancy in the good dreams to try to help the good kids of Elm Street. So like it all that seems very far fetched and probably impossible to film. But still that to me is better than this movie. It's a way for better sure, story for than sure. Yeah, the, the the when we're talking about we're talking about the the choice that was made with, with this movie, I think that Rachel Talalay is one hundred percent to blame for all the faults of this movie. And the reason why I think that is because she both wrote and directed. She didn't do the screenplay. Um, I know, Michael like, there's a guy with yeah. Michael DeLuca. He wrote he wrote the actual screenplay, but she she pitched the idea of how the movie should be. She directed it. She, like you said before, she's been involved with the franchise since day one, since the very first movie. She participated in every single movie somehow except for maybe five for some reason, which she was still participating because her husband was. She should by now be able to make the best Freddy movie uh, just by her experience. And then what we get is, if not the worst, the second to worst. You know what I mean? And And even if she can't make the best movie, she should at least... She, yeah, she should know all the rules. She's breaking. And she should she should be respecting those rules. I think you something know what I mean? that I like, mean, uh, by the way, Freddie acts and the way he looks is Robert England and the character looks old and tired. I think we say that Rachel Talley should have known better and made a better movie, or at least known the rules. I think it's evident in this movie that she was tired mm-hmm. as well, and that she was probably one of the worst people to hire for this movie. You need someone young and hungry and who was still excited about Freddy, who wasn't on the bandwagon of New Line Cinemas going, this character is dead. There is nothing new we can do for this. The only thing new we can do for this is to make him a complete joke, make him a stand-up comedian. There was just so much, though. Like, just from the two scripts that you just talked about, I mean, it wouldn't have been Freddy's dead. It would have been, like, Freddy's back, you know? Like... (laughs) It would have kept going, and the one, and it could the one have kept benefit going. that I think it, this movie it, provided was it allowed Wes Craven 
to do what he wanted with Wes Craven's new nightmare three years later. Oh, which is brilliant. In my it opinion. was funny. I, I was, I read something on, uh, when he was going to write the script for the new nightmare, he said he rewatched all of the movies to find a, a, a starting point. And he said he couldn't find a consistent, like through line through all the movies. So he just completely and it was started so from good. scratch. Was, and that's so why. Good. And that was actually the new nightmare storyline was actually pitched for nightmare on Elm street three. Freddy's dead. In Nightmare 2, don't connect to Dick. They were just money grabs in a way. As I said before, my favorite scene within the movie was Freddy counting off the way he gets killed, chopping off his fingers. My actual favorite scene of the movie is the music video at the end for Iggy Pop's music video, Why Was I Born, where they do a montage of all the other movie's kills. Is that who was singing at the end? That was Iggy Pop? I shut it off as soon as credits started. Oh, God. (laughs) Iggy Pop. Wait, Hunter, did you say you shut it off at the uh, end? Nick. Oh. No, I did. I shut it off. Now, as soon see as I me, saw I credits, went the other way. Even though I knew nothing was going to happen, I waited till the very end to think, like, gotcha, I'm still here. You know, like, uh, I, I... Would that have made it better? Yes. I would have wanted it... <laughs> I would have wanted him to come back. I still want him more. Really? Because I thought that the way that he died was stupid. The way that... The way that they decided to end it is retarded. And I know this is a terrible ending to a, a turd anyway, but I would have liked it even more if after the credits we see John Doe waking up from his bed. There you go. Like it was a, like Phantasm Four, just like gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> like this whole like this whole movie was a dream. Yeah. Well, see, Not needed. one of the many disappointments from this Freddy movie, mm. I thought at first, was was the body count. Like, when you watch a slasher movie, you're watching it for body counts. So, like, I went through and I, lo- I looked up, like, all the, all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and the body counts. Like, one had four, two had 11, which is the highest in the series. 11, but it's the, but it's the pool party. Yeah, that gets it's the pool party, which, which I think yeah. should be disqualified in a lot of ways. But exactly. three had six, four had six, five had three. This one listed, number six, listed three. But I think four if you count Maggie's mother, five if you count Alice Cooper, and six if you count Freddie himself. Wait, Maggie's mother? How does she get killed? Uh, oh, oh, Freddie's her dad real mom. bashed her, real her mom. head. Yeah. Her real mom. Yeah. He just turns yeah, into yeah, Freddie. Not, not the adopted mom. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Her real mother. Because Cath- you see him. Catherine's mother. You know, it was like one of his, you know... He killed his yeah, wife yeah. in real life. It's a death, yeah. It's a death scene in the movie. So, but the thing is, is what's important about a slasher scene is not the just the body count; it's the style in which mm-hmm. they are killed. And I think that this movie had some real flaws in the styling, you know, because when you you know you're watching it, yeah, the entertainment factor from the actual kill scenes, which. It sounds sadistic, but when you when you are entertained by these killed scenes, it's the imagination that goes into it. And some of these things just were either too imaginative or you have the stupid video game thing that's completely unbelievable. And then, you know, it's just... And then there's no imagination at all in some parts where it's just like, oh, here it is. You know, some parts of the movie just hit you in the face with such obvious... Like in the beginning where John Doe... He's having his dream, and he walks into a room where he's in a straitjacket. He's like, I'm your subconscious. Oh, and they free did. me. And like, they could have done that scene. better. It's way creepier. Um, not on the DVD, but and also they did it better in the televised version because they had to cut some graphic 
moments there's a, a more extended version of that which again a lot better so now we're at the point where we got to go through and say our favorite lines before we rate this hunter what is your favorite line from freddy's dead the final nightmare uh i mean going for the obvious which is seems to be a staple with the series is uh freddy krueger's line is of every town has an elm street that is that's something that you can pull away from this movie and you go okay that's a good line definitely iconic that was one of the best scenes in the movie. I, I don't know, the way that it was shot, where he's like, oh, she's in the basement, and they're looking up at him. He's like, every town has an Elm Street. And then it, like, pans into the town, and the sign busts out of the ground. Like, that well, was done really well. it is, said with the well. map scene, it's relatable. Yeah. Because every town does have an Elm yes. Street. It's true. It's really true. Prince. Uh, my favorite line was just a classic, just Freddy being Freddy is when he's hanging off John Doe's parachute, and he looks him in his eyes and he goes, Oh, do you think I'm your daddy? Mm-mm, wrong! <laughs> like, I just, that, I, I laughed out loud on that one. I really, just because that's classic Freddy just being a, a dick to his, his victims before he kills them. Mike. Well, I'd have to say mine, like, I wrote down, like, five or six lines He's because I thought the script. someone would take all of them before I got to mine. But, uh, but mine, uh, uh, it's a tie between two. It's a tie between Carlos and the map scene where he's like, yeah, well, the map says we're fucked. And uh, the other one where, um, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name. Tracy, where Tracy's fighting uh, her dad and turns into Freddy and, and she's got his arm behind his back and he goes, kung fu this bitch. And he turns his arm into a like yeah. a rotary blade thing. Ricky. Mine is not a Freddy line. I mean, I think my favorite line from the movie is every town has an Elm Street. That just sums up the movie, the best stuff of the movie right there. But I, I really enjoyed the line. I think it was good script writing dialogue wise between John Doe and Maggie before they go in the van to leave to head to Springwood. She's like, well, maybe we'll go there and something will spark. And he's like, you want to go to Springwood? You go to Springwood. Uh, and I'll be fine. A sparkless, but fine. I just, it was good witty banner that really didn't exist in a lot of places in this movie. So it stuck out. Oh, and I, I will bring it back around to, um, to my, my rating. I'll start us back. We'll just go back in reverse order. Um, I'm probably going to rate this better than I would anything else because I can't disconnect it from the franchise that I love. And now Eric has only seen one, um, Nightmare on Street 1, Freddy's Dead, and I think he said one other movie, maybe Freddy. Oh, the remake. He's seen the remake. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you never Which seen should f- not be considered with this no. with this franchise. Have you seen I think Freddy the last movie. Jason? No, because that movie's good. Oh, yeah, that movie's good. Yeah. I love Freddy vs. Jason. I like that one. Okay, but you've seen Freddy vs. Jason, though, Hunter, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so and yeah, you, so you've seen four of them. No, that's but, that's a Jason movie. It's not a Freddy movie. Oh, oh no. There's way more. Uh, I don't know. Way, there's way more Freddy stuff. That's what a Jason fan yeah. says. Who do you think, Hunter? Who who wins? Who wins Freddy vs. Jason, Hunter? Who wins? Nobody. They both they both it's win. the beauty of a horror movie. Nobody wins. Well, I'm just saying, if it's Freddy versus Jason, and you boil that fight down to the end of the movie, and you see that last end of, in the end of the movie, who won that movie? Oh yeah, the no, two Jason monsters. won that movie. He won that fight. Are you serious? I mean, like the end. <laughs> no, I, I, because as much as I love that movie, I hated that very, very ending when he Freddy fucking winks at the camera. You did not like that. I no, thought that, I thought that was so stupid and cheesy. Did, like, now, did you watch? Uh, have you ever watched uh, Never Sleep Again? 
it, when it goes through all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, yes. it's basically like a documentary. Okay, now yeah. what they were talking about is they had an alternate ending with the two of them in bed. Um, and what? Jason dude and sprouts Jason claws. Not, not Freddy and Jason. Freddy and Jason yeah. are not in bed together. You know, Freddy and Jason are in bed. And, uh, <laughs> and, no, See that, the, I would watch. You know, the, it's Monica, it's Monica Kina um, and Jason Ritter in bed, and she's getting ready to have sex for the very first time. And one, and he sprouts claws or whatever. And and then you think like, oh, okay, well, but that's completely unfeasible. With with um, with him walking out at the end and Freddy winks like, this ain't over. I like that because that's how Freddy is. He's just cheesy all the way through. Like, it doesn't matter if he's just ahead. He's still going to be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, waka waka. <laughs> Freddy, Freddy from Freddy's Dead would wink at the end. To not talk about Freddy that versus would. Jason too much, but um, I think the one thing they did really well is people who like Jason movies think it's a Jason movie. People who think it, who love Freddy, think it's a Freddy movie, and then you can infer anybody winning by that end. No, I would say most of the movie is a Jason movie, but. There are because a lot of things peppered in. He gets a lot of ner- kills. For nerdy Freddy fans. Yes. But as you just mentioned, you just explained it perfectly. After you went through the other movies, Freddy doesn't get that many kills in his movies. It's no. about the style. It's the torture. And, and, and Freddy says at the beginning of the movie, Jason will get the blood, I'll get the glory. Yeah. Freddy only gets one on-screen kill, and his only other kill in the movie is that kid's brother, yeah. which he made look like suicide. Sure. So it's only one kill shy of Nightmare on Elm Street five, and one kill shy of Freddy Freddy's kills. Death. One kill, yeah. sh- one Freddy kill shy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were doing reels or ratings, weren't we? Reels, reels. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, for the rating of this movie, out of I'm going to give it a better rating than yeah. Then it's out of five reels than I would give any other movie. But because there are, th- I think there is good. <laughs> it sounds like a superhero movie. I think there's good in this movie, and it just hasn't been exploited enough. I think with some edits and stuff, it could be a better movie. So I'm going to give it two reels. And are are you rating this against other Freddy movies or just as a movie just, overall? I'm not rating it against the others, but because... because I, I, I am. That's I what know. I would do. I mean, do. I think you have but to I'm because not, it's in the so series. So that's what I would do. Because, I mean, rating this rating this on its own, I mean, but this but is see, like I don't think so. I think a movie like, on its own. I mean, because if you don't know the rules and stuff... You're fine. Yeah, There's I agree. Less to pick at. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's why I feel like, even though it is in the series, I think Ricky, you're right. Like this would be and a better movie a if it was just on its own. And, like it's ridiculous, but because it's it, just with a different character. Yeah. If yeah. this was Nightmare on Elm Street one, right. there would only right. be one it fucking wouldn't. movie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, if they start with the final nightmare. <laughs> this movie is called the first and final. It'd just be like the final the and last final destination where they have like eight sequels. There's a lot of destinations. Yeah. Well, they go a lot of places. <laughs> just one more destination. Uh, two. Yeah. I give it two. Um, and that, okay. So, I mean, that's, I'm rating that as a movie. I'm rating that as against the other ones because I rate, uh, probably I would rate Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 two stars as well. They're my two least favorite of the franchise. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give this two reels as well um, because, like you mentioned, there are some good scenes in this, my good scenes throughout this movie. My favorite scene is when she, when Maggie's a little girl and she goes into, um, like, his workshop area mm-hmm. and they do a pan and you see all the renditions of the Freddy glove. 
like on the workbench there that he that was one of my favorite scenes. So I, I I like the origin story, but the reason it's two reels is because they just really they didn't respect the storyline or the past sequels and the rules that they wrote in the past five films, and they just kind of threw them out the window. And I, that to me that's what really hurt the film and the franchise. So two reels, Hunter. Um, I'm going to give it one. Oh, another one. I feel like this movie was meant to be a parody of horror movies, and since Robert England hasn't done anything else except for Freddy Krueger, they just hired him on to do the movie. And they just called it Nightmare on Elm Street. So Not even that, they just called it Freddy's uh, Dead, the final nightmare. It's uh, hot garbage sad. is what it is. So I give it hot garbage. Hot it's, garbage. It's interesting, too, because Smelling like all. you just said, you liked Freddy's Dead, and Freddy's Sweet. Dead took the rules, held on to them, and they knew they were just trying to make a ridiculous fun movie. Where I feel like Freddy's Dead went in like, oh, let's just make a ridiculous fun movie, but we don't have to adhere to these rules. And like, and that's what ultimately hurt them. <laughs> okay, Eric, I got, I got a question for you. Do you, you die, you die, you go to hell. Satan's like, hey, I got some movies. I got three choices that you can watch for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I have the super. I have Freddy's oh, Dead, man. and I have Mystery Science Three Thousand. You've rated those all. You've rated those all one reel, right? Your Which movie. one? They're all low. I know that he had to. I think one was a half. I think he's done no. half reels. Did you give? No, you didn't uh, give the super I half. Have, yeah. Someone's done. I half gave a half of a reel to it. the super. Yeah. Hunter um, and Prince gave it a full reel. Eric Which, gave it a uh, reel and a quarter for Mystery Science Theater. Which do you choose? I, you got to choose yeah, one. You do quarter reels. Do any of the do any of the movies have nudity in them? No. No, there's no, no titties. See, there's no titties in Freddy's Dead. I don't either. recall. Yeah, no titties in Freddy's Dead. So uh, the no. closest thing yeah, that not barely the a closest thing movie. the titties would be, I guess it'd be the super. Oh, well, if we're going if we're going Joe with Pesci. your reels, it's it's Mystery <laughs> Science Theater because you gave a quarter more reel for that. <laughs> A half more real, not a quarter. No, it's a quarter on the on the site. Like, is it two you quarters? A, which you makes did one real. No, it is not two quarters. It is one quarter of a real. Do you do you know how many quarters are in one? There's four quarters yeah, and a dollar. Four. Okay, <laughs> so we don't do quarters. We do halves. Oh, it's there half it is. of a real. It's, I swear, it showed up as a quarter. I'm That's looking in, it up now. Uh, it's your glitchy website. All right, so our Mysteries, glitchy where website. we bring the facts straight <laughs> to Eric, you. You gave Mystery Science a reel and a half, so you rated it high. So you rated it higher than um, Freddy's Dead and the Super. Highest. I must have been drunk. Highest rated. I'll go back and say <laughs> Yeah. No, no. Because I listened to that episode and I I heard loathing, just pure loathing in your voice every time you had to talk to. You were forced to talk all I about have to that. Say, Which one? Is that this movie is no Predator Two? That's all I have to say. Because oh. there's titties in that movie. Uh, you know what I love about the Predator series is Predator One. You get Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, and Apollo Creed. Uh, <laughs> you Predator- don't even say Carl Weathers. Fuck you just call him Apollo Creed. Creed. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> and, and then you trade him in for Danny Glover and Gary Busey. Oh, it's piece of like- shit. <laughs> Predator Two like- is so bad. Uh, it's like they had photos of like a. My name's Danny Glover. I can only yell my lines. Yeah. Shit, it's like 
going to five, you know, a steakhouse. So who? So who's and then after Danny? Trading Glover? in for McDonald's. Yeah. So there's Carl Weathers. Then down the totem pole is Danny Glover. Who's below Danny Glover in old black uh, dudes? Let's see. Sidney Poitier, even though he's a much better actor. Oh come on! He, he's towards the top. Let's see. Uh, how about uh, what's his name? Medea. Medea. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry, he's a bottom feeder. He's a fucking bottom feeder. And he feeder. could sell and buy those bitches like a million times over. Yeah, he sold his soul. He sold his soul. We still haven't given us your rating yet, Mike. You were pussyfooting oh, around. I get to rate this? Yeah. Okay, um, um, if I'm rating it against every horror movie or even no, movies. No, no, no. Just you, what do you want to give it? It's my ratings are based on. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, if it's out of five, two and a half reels. I'm gonna go complete middle of the road because this movie could have had greatness, and it fell short. And it was a, it like like we've been saying, it's two different movies. It's a good movie and it's a bad movie in the same film. And two and a half reels is what I'll give it. So what? So I'm thinking we're gonna do. Um, this will maybe take a while for us at Real Ninety. But we're going to put our money where our mouth is, where we've said throughout this podcast that they are two different movies. There are alternate and deleted scenes for this movies that could possibly make it better. There are some cuts, there's some tone, there's some lighting, there's some music changes that can make this movie better. So we at Real 90s, over the next year, it might even take a year, are going to try to re-edit this movie to see if we can make a better version, a more palpable version. And hopefully, maybe a year from palpable. now, we will... We will re-watch and re-review our edit of this movie and see what we think. Is this Can this movie be saved? Can all of our criticism be put to work to make it a better movie? Hopefully no. it will, and we just won't be... Hopefully the phrase of polishing a turd won't just re-emerge. Damn, that's a shiny turd. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy, let me see how many turds you've shined today. <laughs> Uh, I think I think it can be saved from the short clips that you've shown me from the fan edits. I think that this movie could be saved, and I think that uh, that you are more than qualified, knowing that you you know you're you're one of the biggest nightmare fanatics I've I've ever met. Um, so like you and and Nick, you're taking it on too, right? Yeah. And uh, are you doing anything with it, Hunter? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Good, good. Well, I'm excited, and I hope that when you guys do it that I can watch that because I'd enjoy it. You know, that that would be awesome. want to thank for Mike for coming on today, but Mike in his own right has started a podcast called Dimension B where um, they watch B-movies like and do the science of them, talk about it a little bit more. Maybe you guys could do our edit of Freddy's Dead for that. That show. would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, it's called Dimension B: The Science and Stupidity of Lower Budget Films. Um, and I got a guy who's been a friend of mine for a while. He's a chemist in real life. He's actually a scientist, and they call him Doctor Science. And I basically, like, I talk about the shit, and I ask him questions about the scientific feasibility of it really happening. And uh, we did our first show about a movie on Sci-Fi Channel, which started off with a real shitty one. 
<laughs> called uh, <laughs> called Mega Piranha. I mean, didn't you is, learn uh, anything from us? We did Home Alone first. We like to solve oh, wow. the blow yeah. a little bit. What? What in the world fucking possessed you guys to do Home Alone first? That was a huge question I had when you like, oh, I got this podcast, check it out. And then it was like Home Alone. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie we're all dying to talk about. Yeah. It, Prince, Prince. It made me want to watch it. I have to admit, when I did, I was like, man, I, I forgot how awesome this movie it was. It didn't make and you want to watch the porn film. version, the wet band. Oh, God. Ew. No. <laughs> Prince picked That's real? It. Yeah. Well, Prince picked Home Alone because uh, it was right after Christmas. And uh, as this series, if anybody has listened to our past episodes, a lot of our picks are picks of movies that we grew up with. Some of them did not hold up as well as we remembered them holding up. The super. Those are the best episodes, in my opinion. Like, the ones where you guys just... Like where we had such high hopes when we picked it. Oh, yeah. And you just like, (laughs) it was, it's so fun to listen to somebody's hatred for something than how much they like it. Because anybody, you know, can say, oh, I love this and this is why. But when you hate something, you really put everything into it. Like, I hate this fucking (laughs) thing and this is why. It makes me (laughs) throw like Mystery (laughs) Science for Hunter. It's so great. Well, and it's I so think that's I think that's what's gonna make the fan ed- fan edit of Freddy's Dead even better with it being a group effort of all three of us. Is Hunter yeah. will be able to approach it through a different light of not being so immersed in the nightmare lore, where he'll be able to go, no, we have to get rid of this because this is what keeps it from being just a good movie in general or like pacing. Yeah. So let's, um, we mentioned Mike being for dimension B. We are going to do a first here at real 90. We're going to do a cross effort over episode with dimension B where, uh, Dr. Science, Mike, and the three of us all review a B movie from the nineties that Mike is now going to present to us. Lay it on us, Mike. And I'm sure you guys are going to be pleased with the one, uh, with this one. It's it's a good movie. I love Home this movie. Test the time. Home Alone Two. <laughs> Ghoulie Seven Electric Boogaloo. What is it? Just kidding. It's Cube. Have you ever seen yes. Cube? Yes. That movie is so good, Amazing. and I think that uh, it has a lot Sweet. of good talking points. I think it's worth talking about because I don't think it gets enough credit. The movie only had like a three hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. I'm pretty sure it was Canadian. Um, but it is just psychoactive from the get-go, and and I love it. And and uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hunter, but isn't that also another sci-fi original it movie? It was one of the first ones that was actually popular. Yeah, really, yeah. really. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, before it was Seafy, it was sci-fi. It wasn't Seafy yet. No, it was it was definitely yeah, sci-fi. Wasn't. Yeah, they they changed they changed that in like 2009, 2010. So. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, fuck that. You know why they did it, right? So they could. Know. It was easier to to uh, to have um, rights to the word. They can't control the rights to sci-fi because sci-fi is has been around for so long. S C I F I. Is a word that's in our culture, and they couldn't control the rights to that word, so they had to change it to S Y F Y, so that they could tr- control the rights to the trademark. Wow, that's dumb. Yeah, r- ridiculous, and and everybody hates it, but they just stick with it because what do you? Well, it do gives about them it? an opportunity to it. show other things other than science fiction. Like they can show terrible fucking reality shows of shit that doesn't exist. Well, they have wrestling on. <laughs> they do wrestling yeah. now, which is fucking stupid. Oh, God, 
And uh, hmm. oh, I got another well, thing before before we uh, before we get to the sign off point. I had something that have to do with Freddy's Dead that I wanted to to uh, throw out there. We can cut this out if we, if you guys want, but it was something when I was doing research. It came to me and I thought it was hilarious. It's like so, I call it. You know, you ever heard of uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Oh yeah. This is Six Degrees of Freddy Krueger. Now Rachel Talalay. She only directed about three movies, yeah, but she did a lot of. <laughs> she did a lot of. Do you know? TV. Do you know which one killed her career? Oh, uh, Crybaby was one. Um, or no, she didn't. No, Crybaby. So. She did not direct no, sorry, John no, Waters. No, this this movie, Freddy's Dead. She fucking didn't do it. No, another movie. No, what tanked her career is the movie Tank. Yeah, Girl. she directed Tank Girl. You're right. Tank Girl was Tank Girl after. Was Tank Girl? In? Yes, and it literally tanked her career. Well, here we go. She directed Freddy's Dead. She directed Tank Girl, starring Lori Petty, who was in League of Their Own, which you guys reviewed. Tank Girl also had Ice-T in it, who was in Johnny Mnemonic, which you also <laughs> reviewed. Okay, now the screenwriter, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Freddy's Dead, Michael De La Luca, he, had a very, he has a very productive degree, uh, career in producing if you look at this guy as a producer he's done some crazy shit like some good movies he and he was also a uh, he ended up rising through the ranks of new line and ended up being one of the presidents and he, at one he's point. had a very fruitful career but one of his uh movies that he produced long kiss goodnight thank you <laughs> oh man <laughs> and that is the uh Six degrees of Freddy Krueger, or six degrees of real ninety. That's what it is. So you're saying is we need to watch Tank Girls? What it says? I'm oh, in. God, no. I'm in. Thank Mike for joining us this episode. Like next episode will be Cube, where it'll be a crossover episode of Real Ninety and Dimension B. I'm pumped. Um, so that'll be great to have. Man, we're gonna have five. What is it? No, four. We're gonna have four voices. One, two, three, four, no, five. Five voices. Five. 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 No. Four plus one. Five. Who's yeah. the, the voice in your head? Oh, whoa! And uh, so the only thing we have left to do now is to sign off. Say our names. I'm Nick Prince. I'm Ricky Glore. I'm Eric Hunter. I'm Mike Clincham. Go watch a movie. How? <laughs> do it now. <laughs> <laughs>